Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hey, gang. Once again, another Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. Yours truly, Jim Francis and Seth Goldstein bring you each and every week wonderful guests. Tonight is one for the books, as they say. I have a wonderful guest in the house. Uh, well, it's actually virtually, of course, because we're, look, you know, being that we have the pandemic and whatnot. So, you know, but she's an awesome poet. She's an author. She's a producer and actress. And get this, the best part of it all, she's a mother of two wonderful children. Guys, without further ado, let's welcome the great Catherine Norland. Hello there. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I am having a blast because, you know, anytime I, I speak to my peeps, which is all the folks in the industry that are making things work and happen and the movers and shakers and, and whatnot, um, storytellers, right? Um, it's just great. I feel at home. <laughs> um, wonderful. Yeah. And so... So I, I was I was gonna say how amazing it is to have this opportunity to have you with us. It's truly fantastic, very unique, you know. And I wanted to to just tip my hat off to you because um, I know you've done. I mean, you do quite a bit of things here. I know you're working on an online course. Um, it's I think it's, you're you're worthy. It's you are worthy. Is that correct? It's what it's called. You are worthy. Oh yes, yes. It's called you and, are and, worthy. Mm -hmm. And I. I kind of wanted to sort of shoot from the hip and start with that, really, because I want to hear all about it. I mean, it sounds very strong. The words are profound. You are worthy. That's that could be me. That could be you. That could be anyone. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've met so many people and I was one of them who had major self-esteem issues, self-worth issues, okay. did right. not think I was worthy for so long. And um so I have a life coaching business as well, and I do what I call encouragement coaching. So I don't just encourage people or let them cry on my shoulders. I, I give them a swift kick in the seat of their camps, but I do it with compassion. So I get them out of their camp zone and get them into what they can do. So that's what I do as a faith-based encouragement coach. It's helping people on the mend from a broken past who need the belief and courage and confidence to go for their dreams. And out of that, out of yes. the book, out of one of the books I wrote, um, spawned this 
whole big thing on realizing what your worth is. Because if, if you don't know how to see yourself the way God sees you, then you'll never right. have the courage and the confidence to go after your dreams. So that is a fact. Problem. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> a fact. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and I gotta, you know, uh, I really thank you for that because I'll tell you, I, I think we've all been sort of, um, you know, at one time or another, we've had to deal with, um, uh, you know, self-deprecating uh, ideas and thoughts that lurk inside of us because be it someone in our past, whether it be it, whether that looks like a parent, a mother, you know, or um, friends even, or those we thought were our friends anyway, would say, you can't do this or, oh, you know, you're, you're, you're so this or you're so that or, you know, body shame us or whatnot. And yeah. those self, those defeating uh, thoughts, many a times they they stay with us for the rest of our life. Sometimes, and you know, absolutely, so absolutely. To have this sort of um, foundation in 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 probably most a lot of this I'm, I'm imagining is is in um, in God's word and and in great you know uh, folks that have come through this journey and have actually come out on the other end better people such as yourself and even myself, I'll count myself in, in one of those folks because I've read a lot of, um, a lot of books, uh, ground in, in, in faith, you know, my faith is stronger in God every time as a result of it. And, and I'm living proof that anything and everything is possible. But, uh, again, you have to sort of reprogram yourself, kind of reinvent the wheel, if you will. And so this course is going to do just that and help them, right. To, to see what's, um, what's inside of them and, and all the beauty they can contribute. Probably I'm imagining. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, um, I've, I've, the course is going to be level one and level two and the level one deals with right. kind of the outside of uh, seeing ourselves the correct way. So it has to do with right. your body and how you see yourself and what others say about you and you know, how you can make the best out of what you've got, how to be able to separate who you are really from the body you live in. And, you know, it, it, I get into, I talk a little bit about cosmetic surgery and how we need to switch that over and do Godmetic surgery on our hearts wow. and souls instead. So wow, I like that. That's yeah, wow. So yeah. So, and fixing the outside won't help an inside problem. And you probably can attest to seeing many people yes. many who look like gorgeous supermodels, but hate themselves. You've sure. also seen some of those rowdy talk shows where you've got a big, gigantic person who looks like Job of the Hut, and they're strutting around, flaunting their stuff, thinking they're hot and you're not, and they're, you know, in your yeah. face giving all they got. And they think they're gorgeous, and they are because they believe it. So wow. you're size doesn't matter what what matters is how you feel about yourself and that's what needs to change because no amount of going under the knife can fix how you feel about yourself you may feel better for a moment now that your butt's bigger and your waist is smaller or your biceps are bigger or whatever but it doesn't last sure. but then you're going to find the next thing that needs to be fixed and as long as you keep comparing yourself to other people and outward things and not fixing the root cause which is, you know, how you see yourself and how you feel about yourself. You're never going to have freedom. Wow. That's deep. I mean, what your words right now are just, you know, I mean, you're sounding off all kinds of great um, energy because 
that's really it. I mean, you're just, you just nailed it. You know, um, you hit the nail on the head. It's really inwardly first, then outwardly. It's not backwards. Um, and so being able to fix the inside, the way your thoughts, because thoughts are everything, right? If you think of yourself a certain way, you behave a certain way, and therefore you end up doing all kind of outside cosmetic um, injury, really. It's not surgery, it's injury because you're hurting yourself. And in the end, um, you know, you're still not um, fulfilled. Wow. That's yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. Getting to the root cause um, is really key. The root cause. And so so how long is the, the course? How how would this work? Um, there's two steps you're saying or two. Um, yeah, I'm breaking it up into two levels. Is it's like 10 hours worth of content or more? I, I don't have it all edited together yet, but I'm hoping to release at least level one in September. So um, it, it's probably each course will probably be like five hours of content. So maybe like 15 or 20 little 20 minute lessons. So okay. I tried to break it up into smaller lessons to be more easily digestible. And I've, you sure. know, being that I come from a film background, I tried to put fun, entertaining things in there as well. And not just some talking head talking at a whiteboard and, write, <laughs> you know, which is a lot of yeah. courses I've purchased. So it, sure. I, I, it won't just be life changing. It will be fun and entertaining is my hope. <laughs> yes. So a lot of interject injected some, uh, what do you call it? Uh, humor in it, and oh, yeah. and and yeah, that's great. Humor is very important. It's also it's also a med medicinal for the for the soul, right? If you're laughing, you're having a good time, yeah. and that's that's part yeah. of this. Well, this is great. It's it's everything that um, all the makings to something that's gonna last. You know, like a life lasting solution to problems. And I think it all boils down a lot to your faith, right? Also, um having having that faith in god and faith in yourself that that you're going to be able to um overcome whatever obstacle comes your way sometimes uh uh it could be that the little voice you know that that tells you oh come on you can't what are you trying to fool you know <laughs> yeah um yeah that's true and that's, that's a true and that's a big one called uh, confidence versus godfidence and so many people are trying to be confident in themselves but we don't we we're never going to be as good as somebody else but you can still be confident in who you are in god so you don't need to have everything together you don't need to be perfect you don't need to be the smartest one the prettiest one the strongest one the most handsome yes. you just have to know who you are you know in christ who you are in god and lock wow. that because he will fill in all the gaps that you have Amen to that. Amen. I'll tell you, I used to have, and, and this is said, one of my favorite uh, podcasts that I'm doing is with another believer that thinks the way I do and, and you know, has known God, um, you know, Catherine. Um, I used to have vices, you know, like many of us do, and one of them was smoking. I was a smoker. And I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I mean, it, I had to break away a little bit so I can share my story so that because you might have like, oh my God, I know, I know exactly where you're coming from, type a deal. But um, I was a smoker, so I was a smoker for many years, and um, I couldn't quit. And let me tell you what I did. I asked one day. I said, you know what? I'm gonna try it on my own. I'm gonna do an experiment. I'm gonna try it on my own. If I can quit on my own, I, I almost immediately was feeding for the next cigarette, or you know, and that sort of thing. I couldn't do it, and I allowed myself a couple of days. I was maybe able to push 
passed the second day and almost immediately I gave, I caved in, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so then I decided, okay, Lord, now it's your turn. I got, and foolish of me, you know, not prudent at all, but I thought, okay, I'm Lord, I'm going to, um, test you to see if you can remove this from me once and for all. And, and you know what? I smoked, I stopped smoking cold Turkey and it was like seven years of freedom. <laughs> Because wow. you're basically enslaved to this vice, yeah. to any vice, really. Right? Yeah. And so I just wanted to share that with you in passing because it reminded me of this time period for me where when when I allowed God to work in me, I'm a so much so much of a happier person as a result of that. And a lot of people always say, why do you wake up so happy? What's the <laughs> recipe for it? You yeah. know what I mean? And you get yeah, you get so involved in the industry and all this, you know, great industry stuff. I mean, we like to be storytellers and whatnot, but the very core of all this is your true beliefs, you know, where you separate the job and, and, and whatever you love doing to what's the highest and most important thing, you know, and, and it's, and it's obviously family and God, God and family. <laughs> that's, that's basically the recipe, right? But um, how, I was going to ask you what motivated you to go into um, motivation speaking and, and, and just having this, this great confidence in, in God and yourself. Like when did this all start for you? Um, probably only maybe four years ago. Um, I started just, I would go through something and I would be like such a learning experience. I'd be like, man, I wish, I wish I had a mentor that would have told me this stuff so I wouldn't have to feel this heartache. And I just started like one day driving down the road and I put my camera on and I just started talking to it. And I just started recording videos of me giving advice to people on stuff I had gone through, what I had gotten over and just little bits of encouragement. And I just started putting them out and I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself as a speaker or anything. So initially when I started getting asked to speak, I, I said no, or I turned it down or I was insecure, right. about it. but I would go and make these little YouTube videos, giving people advice. And now I have almost 300 videos on my YouTube channel, just encouraging. Holy cow. Yeah. Uplifting people, encouraging people about whatever situation they're in. So, so this, this is a started. good segue. I think it's a kind of a good segue. Don't you think to, um, to uh, drop your handle, social media handles, and talk about your YouTube channel so that the people that are going to be listening to this podcast episode will know exactly where to find your content. Oh, sure. Uh, I post every day on Instagram, well, at least in the stories, and that's Catherine Norland, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, -E N as in Nancy, O-R-L-A. N as in Nancy, D as in dog. So it's Catherine Norland on both YouTube and Instagram. And if you're still on Facebook, it's Cat Norland, K-A-T Norland. <laughs> Facebook. You make it sound like it's archaic, <laughs> like MySpace, remember? I I don't know. I guess for some people it is. <laughs> yeah, it really is for some of us because we're like a never evolving society. So it seems like now it's broken up and it's funny. It's broken up until like, say like my mom, you know, I'm in my early 40s. So say like my mom, um, you know, and my parents would be like Facebookers. I would be more like um, Instagram kind yeah. of teeter totter TikTok. Kind of, because now it's like okay for adults to post on TikTok, uh, and then um, 
and then the younger like oh god it's like they have so many i don't even know where to start like they do a lot of insta face or whatever it's called and and a lot of other stuff that i just came upon like wow i didn't know that but um anyway it's interesting because you're you're a wonderful actress and you and your husband's who a lot of people understand your husband is cinematographer mr uh robert norlin right <laughs> And you guys, um, it, it's great working on different projects. And you guys have worked on a few projects. Isn't that correct? Isn't that the case? Yeah. Yeah. We both, um, there's two feature films we shot together. Uh, he also shot a documentary that I'm putting together. Um, but the, the one we just got released last year, last August, is called Cannibal Corpse Killers. And I produced that film. And I was one of the five uh, lead actors in it. And that's a. Uh, it's about a this legion of demons that's been unleashed, uh, creating an apocalyptic America, and the main character Pike he leads a group of survivors, which I am one of, and they go across fighting demonically possessed corpses through the wasteland, um, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's a, it was Love a that. Thing. So I think like the, the 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 apocalypse with you know with the um the corpse and all that it, it it could be symbolic of like a sickness or bad or you know I'm just trying to like look at all these parallels now <laughs> oh, <laughs> because yeah. as if as if all the, the zombies had uh, COVID <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um, I mean speaking of COVID. Um, you during the COVID, a lot of people working out of the house. I, for example, wrote a few songs. You know, I did I did a couple of things uh, during the COVID. You know, the um, creative juices were flowing, if you will. And and I want to know, being that you're a, such a you know, you and your husband are so super talented. What what were you doing? You were doing the videos. I imagine a lot of social media, or uh, what was going on during the the pandemic that you know maybe propelled you to do some wonderful things. Um, during the pandemic, I. I put out a book, Poetic for Pesky Problems, um, the second edition. So it was a book I wrote 12 years ago. I had always been wanting to rewrite it because I had a deeper understanding of the topic and of God and, and a better, basically I was just a better poet by then. And so I went, I went and rewrote all 77 poems in the book and I, added like 14 new ones so it's poetic prescriptions for pesky problems the second edition is you know what i put out during covid i also took a directing class while uh covid was happening and wow um directed three or four short films as well as you know putting out my two to three videos a week on youtube sounds like you're pretty busy so what like what what do you not know how to do <laughs> you do voiceovers you've done voiceovers for it says you've done voiceovers for rick d's amongst other voiceovers i'm sure you've done um yeah. Yeah. wow he seems like a cool guy was he like super cool and you know a uh, rick d's i always wanted to meet yeah. him yeah 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 yeah, I really liked him. He used to have that um, back in the day, like, you know, it was like your birthday or something. Like if it was your birthday, you call in or something. And then like, you know, oh, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm dating myself. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. um, but, so I wanted to read one of your poems. Is that a possibility? Can I? Would you allow me to? Do. Go do. Okay. Yeah. So there's one. It's like 
uh, locust infestation. It says the plague. Addiction <laughs> is one of the poems. So I'm going to read yeah. maybe two of that's okay. Addiction okay. says, I'm dangerously close to you. You're still this user's drug of choice. Though I attempt to shout you out, I'm silent, strung out on your voice. Ashamed by my psyche took a hit. This uh, Joan, Joan Singh, is that what it says? Joan, Joan Singh Wildcat has lost it. An intervention would be fit. Because I don't know how else to quit. Resisting's hollow. I've no might. My killer's my appetite. My, I'm not addicted. It's not true. I've just not had enough of you. I know together we're no good. Yet in denial, I could be. No 12-step tangle calms my mind. Your poison has a hold of me. I must inhale when you get close. Your vapor leaves me comatose. I am hazed each time I take your dose. My negligence is more than gross. Resisting's hollow. I have no might. My killer is my appetite. I am not addicted. It's not true. I've just not had enough of you. I've lost my manners. Can't behave. No iron will, draw, will, will to drop this dope. Spun out of sight. I've had my fix. When dry, I search for antidote. If honeybee would hunt for vain, your venom stings would numb the pain. The buzz wears off and I'm not saying the hook of ecstasy's to blame. Wow, resisting's hollow. I've no might. My killer is my appetite. I'm not addicted. It's not true. I've just not had enough of you. My stomach's pumped. I'm drunk on coal. I'm choked and chained to metal slab. Can't worry about it. Relapse now. Stone sober in a cold rehab. Can't shut my ears and run away. It's to your siren. I am prey. I can't detox if you uh, do stay. But one day at a time, I pray. Resisting's easier with God's might. It kills unholy appetites. I'm not addicted. It's not true. My remedies to change my view wow powerful 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 oh wow it, it it's it's amazing i i don't know how how you know i mean you are a poet in every respect of the word i i was gonna ask you like did this just come about like let's say did you have this like aha moment or like suddenly you felt okay i i think i'm gonna write or when do you get inspired to write when does this, all this come come to be like when do these poems come do they come at night Maybe, oh i got an idea and you start writing them or i'm just wondering and I'm marveling at this it's pretty good stuff <laughs> thank you um a lot of it a lot of it's in the rewrites i get a germ of an idea that might just come any random time a lot of time it's when i'm doing my journaling i try to get up early in the morning before anyone else is awake and um, do some reading and meditating and praying and spending some time with God. And a lot of times the sure. ideas just come to me then, but then the real finessing is in the rewrites. Um, right. Yeah. So that, that poem That's, you read addiction, wow. if, if people want to hear the author read it, I actually have recorded that one on my YouTube channel. So if they Fantastic. go to youtube.com forward slash Catherine Norlin and type in the word addiction, you'll hear okay. my, my rendition of it. You kind of <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear, I'd rather hear yours, but I, I wanted to um, sort of test drive, so to speak, the book. I, I wanted to know uh, for those that are going to be listening to get a, an idea and sort of, you know, you want to get a taste of this and maybe even buy it. Um, it's it, the book. The book is is phenomenal. I got it, and um, uh, you know you can get it on pick it up on Amazon, and it's called uh, Poetic Pres Prescriptions for Plaguing Problems: Biblical Remedies for When Life Bites by 
Miss Kath Mrs. Catherine Norland. Okay, so this is great. I I thank you so much for allowing me to read one of your poems. I mean, yeah. in, on, you know, on the air. Um, so I wanted to also talk about. Um, you know, you have um, you have two wonderful sons, right? Uh -huh. Um, are uh -huh. they and 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 what are what are their ages? Pretty much, are they in their teens still or? My oldest one is 13, and my youngest one just turned three last week. Oh, wow. Congratulations. You have a little one at home. Yeah. Yeah. So so what, what was it like during the pandemic you had to do? Um, most most people were doing virtual. Was that like, uh, I mean, you know, you guys had a lot in your hands dealing with your children and their work. What was that looking like? Was it kind of... Uh, something you know out of a movie <laughs> everyone tells me something different oh you should have seen we were um so and so was in the closet this person was doing here you know working here and i was like <laughs> doing everything all at once while doing auditions <laughs> oh yeah it, it the, i think the hardest part was online school because my 13 year old is special needs he he when he was in school he would have a one-on-one -on -one aide to help guide him and sit right with him. so he him with the problems and he he didn't really have that i couldn't really sit with him during school because i had the two-year-old you know and sure. with that and then yes auditions and then i i actually was still filming um i oh wow for, for darman studios somehow um he got the paperwork or whatever that considered what he does part of essential workers so um uh, maybe because <laughs> provide it's probably because his content helps provide like mental health like helping people okay build them up because okay. it's all like positive family friendly content so even during That's the fantastic. pandemic i probably filmed at least 30 short films for him during the wow pandemic. so um yeah so i what I, a blessing huh what a blessing that you're still working a lot of production stopped and so folks were doing uh you know a lot of different kind of things to stay busy some folks you know um yeah to, you know working with the children children and whatnot and mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. great that you're that you're doing that and um yeah and i meant to tell you i know we talked off offline but i also wanted to mention to those that didn't know um i've um i have a passion to help those i come of students and folks with uh superpowers um because uh, I just, you know, at the community uh, with uh, students and, and adults with special needs, it's a community after all, and they have so much to give. And, you know, when you give them the right tools, they excel so much better and, and they do a lot of great things. And the world is beautiful um, because of the community, you know? And I have been lucky to have started, I started working early on with uh, children with special needs, and I'll tell you how I started, Catherine. Mm -hmm. um, uh, right quick, I I, I lived um I lived in a northeast Los Angeles, closer to Chinatown, and one time I took my dad's car for a joyride out to like the San Marino area, Arcadia, and I got lost up in the hills because like there's some it's hilly and it's dark because you know Pasadena has got a lot of trees, and I was a miner so. I was driving the car. I didn't know how to get back home. This is like a precursor to like the GPS and all that. So um, I was all Thomas guide and I couldn't, you know, you're not going to sit and read a Thomas guide when you're 17 years of age. So 
uh, maybe the the you know seventeen year olds now of today are are way more savvy, <laughs> obviously you know, but um so I didn't know how. So long story short, I ran into I saw a young man uh, who was um uh, at the bus stop, and I asked him, "Do you by any chance not I get to Huntington Drive, which was the, the key street that I needed to get home? You know, the main service street." And he says, "You know what? Sure." And he started telling me like turn by turn how to get home. And I literally got home and, and then, you know what, I looked at him and I knew when he was talking that, okay, like, like he was very fixated on, on, on explaining to me how to do it. He told me he knew every bus route, get this, every bus route around the city of Los Angeles, he knew how to get everywhere, what? you know, and right. And when I got home, I, I thought about it. And years later, I understood that he was a person that yeah, had superpowers. This guy's amazing. So I began to learn more about it. And eventually, I, I began uh, uh, being a, a teacher, you know, substitute teacher for kids with special needs. <laughs> so that's my story. That's <laughs> way great. before that's I, great. yeah, way, way before I began to do a limo work. That's what I did. And um, tell me, uh, you know, I, you, you started, um, you know, when, when did you get the acting bug? Like how young were you or, you know, were you a child and started watching a movie and you're like, mom, I want to be an actress or when did it all start for you? I don't think I had one of those aha moments. I remember doing a couple plays in grade school and then I tried out for a play in high school and I didn't get a part. So I just thought, well, I guess I don't have what it takes. And I never really thought about it again, but I, I remember as a kid putting on shows for my mom all the time and when she'd have friends over and like making up skits and doing doing whole dances and choreography to different songs and lip syncing and was in a lot of talent shows in school. But I didn't really think of acting as a career since, you know, I tried out for that play in high school and never got cast. So it wasn't until I was in my early 20s and I was actually thought I was going to be a pastor when I grew up. I was uh, enrolled in a Bible college and was doing a church okay. service for inmates every Sunday morning at the local county jail. Oh, bless and your heart for them. It was um, during that time where I was would be sitting there and doing my homework where I felt like God was speaking to me and telling me to move to California and become an actress. And I thought, wait a minute, that can't wow. be God. That's got to be the devil. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to help people. I'm not trying to move to Los Angeles, Sin City, you know. <laughs> so I had no idea that, you know, you know that saying, uh, man plans and God laughs. I had no idea that moving here to become an actress, I would actually have more of an impact and more of an audience than if sure. I just stayed somewhere and had a little church and was that, you know, a pastor or whatever, then I actually reach more people this way. But, you know, I didn't know that at the time. I just trusted that I was hearing the right voice and yeah. I went for it. Amen to that. It was the Holy Spirit convicting you. Yeah. <laughs> come to California, come to Los Angeles. Now, have you ever, like, have you ever shot anything for a Pure Flix? Or you ever heard of Pure Flix? Yeah, I have a subscription. Um, oh, fantastic. I, I don't know if I've done anything specifically for them. I know I've worked, done a few clean uh, comedy things or clean family-friendly stuff that may be on there, but not that I know specifically that was shot for that. Um, but I, I'm enter I've been reading a lot of scripts looking for what I'm going to shoot as my directorial debut. And um, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm sure the 
any film that I do is could probably be, you know, be qualified Good. to be on there. Um, but nothing that I know of yet. But, you know, as an actor, you, you don't get kept in the loop. You shoot your stuff right. and leave and then you have no idea what they're going to end up doing with the film, where it's going to go. True. Sometimes they don't even bother to email you and tell you, oh, by the way, it's on Amazon or by the way. No. So, you know, probably 50% of the projects I've been in, I've never even seen. I, I'm not even sure if they completed wow. them or what happened to them or where they went. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're not alone with that. Um, now, are you one of those actresses? Do you mind? Obviously, you, you know, you have a good uh, self-esteem, you, you, you know, you're, you're, um, you're good at what you do, but I'm saying there's a lot of people like I myself, if I work on something, um, even a commercial, I don't like to see myself. I don't know why. Um, and and are you one of those folks? Because I have met quite a bit of people that don't like to see their work. Mm -hmm. They kind of do it. And it's like behind, you know, because you kind of already know the process, you know, the thinking process, how it went and, and the whole enchilada. But now to kind of relive it or watch it again, you're not up to that. Are you one of those type of actors or no? Uh, no, I think it's helpful to watch yourself back. You know, sometimes, especially even if you have low self-esteem or you think you don't like yourself, because a lot of times you may think, man, I did terrible. That sucked. I don't know how that's going to cut together. You end up watching it and going, oh, you know what? That yeah. was bad. I was hating on myself. <laughs> and that actually, either I actually did better than I thought or they have a genius editor. And I, I think it's, I think it's good. <laughs> to watch their stuff back because you can learn from it sure sure we are after all our worst critics you know yeah and, and that is that is true i've noticed that many a times like commercials where i've gone into audition and i wasn't like feeling it are the ones i get the callbacks for <laughs> okay. and, and so too you go you walk out of one and every once in a while you're like yes i nailed that no, no way anyone's gonna do it better than that and then you never hear from them. <laughs> Wait, listen, Catherine. And then you watch a commercial and you're like not in it. <laughs> like yeah. three months later, you're like, wait a second, is that the commercial audition for it? And yeah, of course you didn't get it, but yeah, I just went to a movie funny. premiere a couple of weeks ago and I shot a couple scenes for it. And I was like, oh, they cut my whole part out. <laughs> oh, they I'm did? <laughs> I'm not even in it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you enjoy like what is your favorite um genre of film and and do you what parts do you enjoy playing like the good lady the villain you know what what what's your 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 forte um i i think it's more fun to play villains you get to really act crazy when you're a villain um yeah i think it's more fun um but as far as genre i i really love comedy i wish i could do more comedy that's great um uh, were you, um, did you always grow up like, you know, how I, I did stand up comedy when I was younger and, you know, I tried it, dabbled in it. I wasn't like always, you know, I'm not one to, to claim to say, you know, I was, I was doing different shows all the time and I didn't pursue it, but however you learn a lot from it. And, and especially when you, um, work your material and you, you're funny, you know, people say, oh my God, you ought to try comedy and you don't realize, oh my God. I am funny. I guess I am funny. Growing up, I was always the, cl the class clown. Were you somewhat of a class clown or not how would you know? I'm so shy and unsure of myself. I could not even order a pizza over the telephone. I just, wow. I wouldn't talk. I would not even talk. Uh, I started to infuse a lot of um, 
comedy into my writing, into my self-help poetry, like self-deprecating stuff. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, that's where I put a lot of my comedy is in my writing. Okay, awesome. And you've done quite a bit of shorts, short films, and you're right. Um, you pl playing a villain because it's like you get to vicariously live through the eyes of this um, villain who is fighting for something and can justify being mean, right? Um, you know, like you you say, how do you how would you prepare to be for one of your parts? Do you um, yeah, what is what is the thinking process behind that and the and the you know due diligence? I feel like that's changed and morphed a lot throughout the years. Um, I used to have like 10 questions I would ask my character and I would mm -hmm. have every, I would, and then I went besides those 10 questions and then I went through a phase where I would do these deep, deep back. I would write these pages and pages of backgrounds on each character down to like what kind of cereal they'd eat for breakfast and just all every little aspect I could think of. And then there's phases I've gone, I'm just going to show up acted how I'm feeling and I don't have, didn't do any research. So I think it depends <laughs> on what I'm in because I'm like, just, I'm just going to do it the way I would do it. So, uh, you know, it really depends. I, I don't have necessarily a certain technique. I've studied with so many acting coaches throughout the years. Um, I, I say you, you should always be in class. You should never stop studying because you're always yes. learning and peeling back the layers. But I think, I, there was even a phase I went through where I would, on each line, I would write down the kind of emotion I would be feeling on each line. Right. 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 Like, so, yeah, right. So, yeah, many like, like emotion triggers, right? Like buttons that you could just press on, so, so to speak. Yeah. But yeah. Nothing comes, nothing comes off better than just being organic and vulnerable and, and being being real so many people cannot be real even they can't be themselves when the camera turns on it's like suddenly they, they're talking to you like hey so how's it going blah 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 the camera turns on hello my name is james and they said <laughs> that's not you that's not yeah so i think that you know my acting coach used to say there's five levels of actors the first level of an actor is if you can do improv pretty well. You, the yeah. second level of an actor is if you can play yourself in simple situations. The third level of an actor is if you can play yourself in complex situations. And honestly, most actors never get above a level three of an actor. And, and you don't even have to be rich and famous. I bet you can think of dozens of actors who basically just play themselves in every single movie they're in. You're like, oh yeah. yeah. That, that one's it. I know, I know a few of those. I won't call them out, but <laughs> no, but they just play yeah. they nothing wrong with it. They convincingly sure. just play themselves in each movie and you can become yeah. a millionaire by doing that. But the level four actor is being able to so transform yourself that you're like a completely different person in simple situations and like a right. level five actor is the people who can transform themselves to the point where you don't even recognize them where they're they're being somebody completely different in a complex situation so there's wow. only yeah. of people that you can think of that have reached that level 
you know what? We're, we're, I'm so psyched to have you on. We're just such a, I don't know where time's going, but it's flying pretty fast. And, and you know, your wealth of knowledge that you're, you know, like disseminating, it's, it's quite impressive. Thank you so much. And um, I want to take this opportunity to ask you, um, you know, speaking of the actors and the levels of, of actors, what, if any kind of advice would you give a young person at home listening to, this interview, um, you know, uh, uh, if they wanted to start and pursue acting, um, what kind? Where could they start? I mean, let's say you know, young boy or girl, um, mm -hmm. where could they start? You know, learning the the nuts and bolts of acting, or how would where would you have started? Like, say, if you started today, in this day and age, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if I started today, uh, if there was, see, I when I started, there was not even YouTube and I had to drive 90 miles each way to go to an acting class in Minneapolis, wow. a little small town in Minnesota. So 180 miles I was driving each day to go to this acting class. Now I would <laughs> watch all the acting tips and videos on YouTube. There's a lot of teachers on there that are giving advice. Find one that you resonate with, which makes Start to get some acting tips, then get your friends together, set up your iPhone, set up your phone and shoot yourself. Get some scenes, read scenes together, block them out, shoot yourself doing them and watch them back. Give each other yeah. and advice on how you can improve or what you could do better. Start getting to see what you look like on camera and what looks real and believable. Once you've got some acting tips under your belt, once you've watched yourself played it back and you feel like you're still inspired and still excited to do it then maybe invest some money in some acting classes fine but you got to find ones that aren't a ripoff or a scam and you know but find some classes and then once you feel like you could you really know what you're doing and you're not like nervous then look for an agent then start going out to auditions but you don't wow. want to start auditioning before you're ready before you have a little bit of confidence because you're nerved you're just going to blow it you know that, yeah. that that would be my advice of what i would have done wow. differently or better i would have gotten all the knowledge first and then you can google wherever you live um opera best um acting opportunities near milwaukee wisconsin or fill in the blank of wherever you right. live and find the right. nearest place where they're holding auditions and and see just try it out but don't don't be afraid to just start learning on your own you don't have to immediately start shelling out hundreds of dollars for classes sure. and headshots try it out first watch it film yourself yeah. make your own little short films and see see if you like it yeah because you do a disservice to yourself after all if you're not quite sure and you're doing it for like the fame and the glory of just coming out and people watching you and praising you and and it looks easy you know but there's work to be done it takes a lot of work and luck is not you know it's not going to get you through a lot of times people say ah with a little luck i can get in but it's a lot more than what right it's like you do one thing and then it's like okay but how are you an actor how are you improving how are you honing those skills so you should be working on 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 your skills every step of the way to improve for improvement and you gave the best advice i honestly gotta tell you sure you're not an acting coach that is one of my side hustles i do get paid to help people with their auditions okay okay <laughs> it's good I, to know I, it's good to know be one but my my mentor for many years was the best acting coach I had ever met. Um, okay. 
So he sometimes would have me take over class at certain points because he would be going to auditions. And so oh, right. things along the way over 20 years of acting. So, wow, that's 20 years, guys. Amazing. You know, the very accomplished um, Catherine. And I, I am so grateful beyond. I mean, totally indebted with you. You'll have to come back for a second um, part of this. Um, I know uh, we could probably do the, the um, I guess we're supposed to have the video component soon enough and, and we'd like to invite you back to that, okay? Oh yeah, um, yeah. So once again, uh, before we go though, I'd like to once again take this opportunity to thank you and ask you for your social media handles and your YouTube channel. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, but first I wanna give everyone who's listening today a copy a free copy of one of my three books so it's what? the one that i'm most passionate about it's the one uh, about self-esteem and self-worth and it actually talks about how i overcame self-hate and found self-love and it i i open up talking about the journey of coming to california and trying to be an actor and that all all that stuff so, oh that's fantastic are you giving this away are you yeah, sure everybody can <laughs> download the book by going to poetic prescriptions.com forward slash free book. So that's poetic prescriptions, like a doctor would write a prescription, poetic prescriptions.com forward slash free book. And, and maybe you can put that in the link somewhere. Okay, so poetic, poetic prescriptions.com forward slash free book. Forward slash free book. Book. I'm doing it now, by the way. Oh, and speaking of how you mentioned something about humor, uh, speaking of some yeah. of the, how I mentioned putting humor in, this book has a lot of 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 humor in it, and and so uh, if you want to read some funny poems in there, yeah. I actually have these on my YouTube as well. If you look up the poem called "Boobies," <laughs> okay, <laughs> so what? We all get old. Those are oh, that's so cute. Pretty, pretty fun stuff in there, I think. Yes. Um, yes. So yes, me on YouTube and Instagram under Catherine Norland. That's Catherine with a K, A T H E R I N E, N O R L A N D. So that's Instagram and YouTube under Catherine Norland. You can also go to CatherineNorland.com. I'm revamping the websites, but I'm eventually putting up stuff about the up upcoming You Are Worthy course on there. So, and if you're on Facebook, it's Cat Norland. That's fantastic. Oh my God. Yeah, I just I just went ahead and 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 um, downloaded it. So it's poeticprescriptions.com forward slash free. Free book. And, um, free book and I, it came up i well, just did I that and it came it. up <laughs> yeah this is fantastic a fake link. <laughs> no you did no exactly and you know what i just want to uh, i want to thank you um for being on the show and make sure you um you follow uh, you follow Catherine guys um and you know what stay tuned because we're gonna upload the episode in a couple days maybe i'm thinking by next week um are you have you guys having um uh Fourth of July party at your house barbecue or something. What are you guys doing for Fourth of July, uh, Catherine? I'm going over to a friend's house. She just she has having a pool party. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah, we're having a barbecue at home as well. Um, and um, well, I'm just I'm just happy to 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 be able to you know chop it up a little bit with you. And there's way more to talk about. So, uh, would you be willing to come back for a part two? 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. And God bless you for that. Uh, once again, guys, you've listened to Catherine Norland. This is such a great, great interview. I can't thank you enough. And um, otherwise, thank you for listening to Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. Thank you so much. Until <laughs> next time. All right. Goodbye, All Catherine. Right. Bye-bye.